Teammates, welcome to the Journeys Through Leadership podcast. Leadership is a journey. It has no end, but it starts somewhere. And we will explore the events that shape our members during their journey through leadership. Hello again, teammates, and welcome to episode 10 of the JTL podcast. I'm your host, Chief Master Sergeant Denny Richardson, New York State Command Chief. In this episode, when I'm extremely happy about being joined by a member of the 109th Airlift Wing in Scotia, New York, please join me in welcoming Tech Sergeant Jamie Spaulding. Welcome, Sergeant Spaulding, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Chief. All right. So before we get started, I want to let everyone know out there that there would be no JTL podcast without Jamie Spaulding. Uh, you know, when this was a brainchild of mine, I had the vision. I went right to Jamie. I said, Jamie, how can we make this a reality? And uh, Jamie, he just dove right in um, and he used his creative uh, mindset uh, to make this all a dream, to make this dream a reality. So um, I've been waiting a long time uh, to have him um, on the podcast uh, because of uh, because of what he meant uh, to helping us uh, develop this and get this off the ground. So um, I want to start this episode by um, a heartfelt thank you uh, to you uh, for your professionalism and your creativity um, in helping us, you know, make this a reality. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. I do have to give Jackie and Willie most of the credit. Though. I just told them what equipment to buy, and then, <laughs> and then I left for six months, so they had to set it all up themselves. Right, yeah, you say, hey, here's the equipment now. You guys go fly. Oh, yeah. No. But don't worry about Jackie, because Jackie gets a shout-out. Um, at, at, at every After every episode, I make sure I shout-out uh, Jackie. So um, maybe we'll give Willie a shout-out this episode, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So you ready to kick this off? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, so uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. So uh, let's uh, remove the rank. Uh, who is Jamie Spaulding? Um, well, I grew up locally. I grew up in Boston Spa, New York. Went to Boston Spa High School. Um, so I've always kind of been around the area. Uh I joined the Army in 2010 right out of high school, and then three years later, I got the opportunity to switch over and come to the 109th, so I took that opportunity and came into the public affairs shop. I should tell you, I, got, uh, I have a dog, a cat, and a girlfriend at home as far as family goes. Uh, my parents still live in Boston Spa, so that's the, that's the cliff notes. Wow. So you, uh, you, did you join active duty Army first? No, I was um, Army Guard, so I was with the 42nd Combat Aviation Brigade over in uh, Albany at TMNA. Uh, got you. So what, uh, why did you decide to switch over to air? Well, my original plan going into the Army, I was going to, my pipe dream was to be a helicopter pilot, so I was going to go in as an aviation MOS. I was a 15 Papa, so I was a aviation operations specialist, and then I was going to work my way into the pilot program, but then I learned how long that would take, <laughs> and my interests sort of changed. So in high school, I always was interested in filmmaking and photography and things like that. I even started a company with my friends. And we started making films after we graduated, and that kind of became the focus that I wanted to pursue in my life. And just by sheer luck, the 109th came came about. I was at dinner with my parents at uh, Sam's Chinese over in Burnt Hills, and Jim Reeves, who was a recruiter here at one time, <laughs> he was the only other person in the restaurant, walked right over and said, hey, man, I've seen your videos and stuff, and we need somebody like you in the 109th. And so that was uh, that was it. Wow. A name from the past, Jim yeah. Reeves. I got to give him a shout out. Oh, my gosh. 
He was a character. He no, was. I'm sorry. He still is a character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just watching football um, yesterday over the house. So, you know, but Jim Reeves is uh, – shout out to Jim Reeves out there. Uh, definitely one of those professionals who have left his mark, um, not only for the 109th, but for the New York Air National Guard. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Thank you very much for sharing that. So, so let's talk a little bit about your, um, your career path. Um, you know, you just mentioned about it a little bit. And um, – so what made you decide to join the military? Um, so, I mean, it was just always something that I wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, you know, running around playing army with my cousins and stuff like that. Uh, so it was always in the back of my mind. And then I was about nine years old when 9-11 happened. And that was kind of a watershed moment. And it, like, kind of illustrated the reality of what the military does and that more to the point what the National Guard does, like being down there in the city and helping out the local community or the state. Um, and that was the first time that I really understood that that was what they did. It was uh, more than just what I'd seen in the movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of became a reality to me. And so that from that point forward, that was always my plan. Um, I was a pretty terrible student in school, and every time I would go to the guidance counselor, she would harp on me and ask me why I wasn't doing my homework, and I told her that I didn't need to because I was joining the military. <laughs> and you can you can imagine how hard she rolled her eyes at that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you out there, I'm going to tell my listeners out there right now, um, you know, we, we are smart in the military. <laughs> Don't think that you cannot do your homework um, and be a part, you know, of this group and of this organization. So uh, Jamie Spalding is actually um, a, a very a bright young man. And, um, it, you know, we're, we're definitely happy to have him on our team. So, but thank you for sharing that. Appreciate yeah. it, Jamie. I slipped through the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't figured you out yet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All right, good stuff. So uh, let's talk a little, a little bit about your current career field. Uh, you mentioned it, that you're a part of uh, public affairs. Um, so, um, Describe a little bit more what public affairs do, does for the Air National Guard and uh, why is it so important? Uh, so the public affairs shop does a few different things. I mean, mainly we um, tell tell the story that the unit and the commander wants to tell. We're kind of the commander's voice and the commander's front-facing communicative tool. Um, so it's our job to take his intent and the story of the unit and present it to the public in a way that's favorable and informative about what we do and why we're here. That's kind of the, the gist. All right. Thank you. So, yeah, we're always telling our members to go out and, and share your story and tell your story. Uh, you know, I call the uh, Air National Guard uh, the world's uh, best-kept secret, um, but we don't want to be the secret. Um, you know, we want people to know um, about our mission set and uh, what we do. Um, you know, not only what we do in the defense uh, of our nation, but what we do uh, to help, um, you know, and uh, serve our local communities as well. So um, and public affairs um, is a, a big piece of getting our messaging out there. So uh, so thank you uh, for what you do and thank and thank the rest of the, um, the PA teams out that are out there uh, making sure that the Air National Guard is represented, um, you know, very well. So you just returned uh, from deployment. Uh, so let's talk about uh, that experience. Um, you know, uh, what were your like duties and responsibilities uh, while you were deployed? Um, you know, and talk about some of your biggest challenges that you faced while you were over there. Yeah, I mean, public affairs, I think the reason why I enjoy it so much is that we, in a lot of cases, we kind of get to define our own job and kind of put our own spin on what it is that we do. So it was extremely 
gratifying to go to a fighter wing uh, in in the in theater and see that what that kind of mission is and kind of apply my skills and the way I like to do what I do to that mission set. So it was definitely more of a high speed, high ops tempo environment. There was a lot to shoot. There was a lot to a lot of story to tell, really. Um, and so over there, we were pretty much doing the same thing we do here. It's just a lot more of it to do. Um, and it's, I did a lot of what I do here. I mean, I'm, I kind of pride myself on being somebody who looks for opportunities to tell different and unique stories. And my, my, uh, my jam over there was kind of running around and finding interesting people or interesting missions and interesting things going on and just kind of tagging along and stowing away on a helicopter or <laughs> showing up at somebody's office and surprising them with an interview or something, you know? So that was, that was kind of the, that was the majority of what I did over there. Um, as far as challenges go, um, I think the biggest challenge was just kind of adapting to that operations tempo and that environment because a fighter wing is, much different than a uh, Air National Guard airlift wing. Mm. Um, so that was interesting. And I, th I think actually, uh, ironically, it was the 109th experience kind of helped because we have uh, pretty high ops tempo and we have a very unique, I know we hate using that word, but we have a different <laughs> mission. Specialized. Uh, yeah, we have a specialized <laughs> mission that a lot of people don't really understand and uh, don't get to experience. So that made it easier to adapt and made it easier to kind of uh, apply the same sort of tactics I have to use when I'm in Greenland or when I'm in Antarctica out there. I mean, you got to kind of go and find your own way and force yourself into some situations. And so that was, that was a big help. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and uh, thank you for your deployment. How long were you gone for? Uh, I mean, it worked out to be like eight months, eight months. with wow. COVID and, just some travel changes and things like that. Mm -hmm. Wow, thank you for that. So what do you uh, would say, now I followed you while you were over there. Um, I followed a lot of things that you did on Facebook. Um, so, but what would you think would, would you claim to be your biggest achievement uh, from that deployment? Uh, well, so I was with the 332nd Air Expeditionary Wing, which is the, um, the historical ancestor, their historical ancestor is the same unit of the Tuskegee Airmen. So they're the Red Tails. And I think my, first of all, it was just a gratifying experience to just be a part of that unit um, and experience that history and be able to tell the story in a, in a modern uh, mission set. But I think my biggest um, accomplishment there was really leaning into what it is that that unit kind of was trailblazing over there, which is diversity and inclusion. That was a lot of what we did there. There was a big emphasis on illustrating the importance of everybody and everybody's different experience, whether it be your race, religion, creed, whatever have you. Um, and so it was just, it was really cool to tell those stories and take like the, the ethos of the three, 332nd and kind of give it a little bit of a megaphone and amplify it for more people to see. And then, I mean, a big thing they said over there was what you do here, take it home and do, do the same thing at your unit and make this an air force wide change, not just a three thirty second EW change. So yeah. that was probably my, 
the thing I enjoyed most about the deployment. Oh, wow. Uh, thank you for that. That's huge. Uh, if anyone uh, knows me, they know I'm a huge fan of the Red Tails and of the Tuskegee Airmen. And, uh, you know, I'm always going around uh, talking about those five characteristics of what they held on to. Um, and that was integrity, loyalty, dedication, service, and uh, selflessness. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you for um, being able to continue uh, the share of that important message, you know, that the and the legacy of the uh, Tuskegee Airmen. So greatly appreciate it. So, and the... Uh, it's going to be a theme here uh, during this interview. I've heard this word a couple of times, uh, creativity. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, you probably have one of the, the more creative minds that, that I've ever had the uh, chance and opportunity to be around. And, uh, uh, you know, having that creative mind, you know, you're able to, to take things and, and make them come to life, you know, and make them come, alive, come to life in a way that everyone can understand it. You know, so thank you very much for, for that solid creativity that you bring to the table you know, and to the fight. I appreciate it. It's a very nice thing to say. <laughs> I only speak the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so what do you like most uh, about being uh, in the military, and uh, how do you stay motivated to perform at such a high level? I think the thing I like most about being in the military is just constantly benefiting from the service. I mean, no matter what I do in my life, I can always point to this as, a way I gave back and something that I, I value and I think um, does, a, does a part in improving the world around us. Um, that's my favorite thing. I mean, it's just a nice, uh, it's a nice experience to kind of round out the rest of my life and the other things that I'm doing. Outstanding. I think you are beyond, you know, we always tell members to go out and find their why. What's your why? you know, why you serve. Um, I think you, you're beyond uh, your why. I think you know why you serve. I think you know why you wake up every day and you put this uniform on. Um, I think you're in the realm of, you know, your purpose. Um, you have identified and you have found your purpose. And, and when we talk about finding your purpose, that's what allows us to continue to serve. And we have that motivation to continue to serve at a high level because we have now found our purpose. Um, so and I think you found your purpose and your purpose, the purpose is all about who you serve and, and not why you serve. Um, so your purpose uh, is, uh, is definitely, um, uh, definitely clear, uh, you know, and um, I think you're going to be serving with us for uh, quite some time because uh, you, have, you have found that purpose. So let's talk about challenges. Uh, you had any challenges uh, that you've had to overcome uh, throughout your career? Yeah, I think I think it's always a challenge to try and um marry the creativity with the the military aspect of things. I think that's kind of a daily challenge. It's kind of finding the middle line through uh military bearing and just the organizational I don't want to say bureaucracy because it kind of carries a negative connotation these days, but just the <laughs> just the massive organization and um, relative rigidity of the military and trying to find a way to be creative within that is a daily challenge. Uh, but I think challenge is, um, it's necessary for real creativity. Uh, the absence of constraints is kind of the enemy of creativity because without constraints, mm -hmm. you're kind of given a little too much room to kind of go a little too crazy and mm -hmm. you might, there's nothing to ground the creativity and nothing to 
really pointed at as far as like stories to tell and messages to convey. So I think it's a challenge. And then on the other side, it's kind of a benefit to the creativity as well. But that's really, I think that's really the only challenge that I've come up against in the military. I've had, uh, I've been very lucky in the opportunities that I've gotten and the people who have been there to support me and provide me with those opportunities. So yeah, I should thank you for that. So, and I'm sure innovation uh, plays a role in, in that in that create create creativity piece as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so um, you know, the more that we're able to to innovate and think outside the box, uh, the more uh, the better off we're going to be in the long run. So, and and you mentioned that having that balance. Um, there's a term that we use in Honor Guard. And it was called rigid flexibility. Um, you know, because if we when we go out on these uh, Honor Guard details, um, you know, and you're out um, in these rural uh, cemeteries and out in these rural areas. Um, you know, no two details were alike. Uh, so we had to be able to to flex, um, but we remained rigid in, in order to accomplish the mission of rendering uh, military funeral honors. So, um, so I just thought that that was important to bring that up um, and how we have to remain rigid, but also have some flexibility in there in order for us to increase innovation and that, um, that we are able to utilize that creativity piece with. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that can be applied to pretty much every career field in the Air National Guard. I mean, that's just a good skill to have, being able to adhere to the mission and accomplish the mission and the mandate that's set out for you, but do but be able to flex when things don't go as planned, which is usually the case. Yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> So let's talk about our younger members. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have younger members um, out there wishing to follow in your footsteps, uh, what advice uh, would you give them? Not that, not that you're not young, uh, because you are still young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Less every day. Uh, I think, I mean, I've, again, I'm extremely fortunate to have the two airmen that I have now in the PA shop, uh, Airman Toller and now Staff Sergeant Dacolente. I mean, they're both uh, extremely motivated, uh, talented individuals that I honestly, for me, I just need to get out of the way as far as I'm concerned. But, and I think that's, that's what I would tell younger members is be the kind of person that your leadership just needs to get out of the way of. Mm-hmm. Um, go out and find the stories you want to tell if that's what you're doing or just find where you can... Uh, contribute, find where you can help out and carry the weight. Wow. Thank you for that strong message. So, um, and yeah, we definitely need more empowerment. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so here's a question that's near and dear to my heart. Um, you can't hurt my feelings. I'm sure you can't hurt uh, Willie Gazera's uh, mm-hmm. or Jackie Lyons' feelings as well. Uh, so, so what do you expect uh, from your leaders? And I feel like I'm just a broken record here, but again, I mean, I've just been I've just been super fortunate in the the people that I've gotten to work for and follow. I mean, I don't think I'd be anywhere near uh, as successful or secure in my life or my career as I am now if it wasn't for Willie Gazera. Um, I mean, I got back from tech school, my car broke down, he gave me his truck for six months, hmm. and so it's things like that that I think are important in leadership. And then I think of somebody like uh, you or our former commander, Colonel Kilgore, who are just very open to suggestion and very open to new ideas and letting 
people like me with crazy ideas kind of run and <laughs> figure things out. So um, I think I've, I expect exactly what I've gotten from my leadership. Mm. It's, uh, it's honestly been a pleasure to work for the people and um, serve with the people that I've gotten to serve with. All right. Outstanding. Thank you for that. Uh, so what's next uh, for Jamie Spaulding? Uh, what does the future hold um, or what would you like to accomplish? Well, we're going through some transition here in the public affairs office, so it's kind of establishing the new way forward, and I think that's things like this, this podcast, um, and whatever those two airmen who I mentioned earlier come up with. Um, it's just finding new ways to do what we do and keeping up with the way it's being done uh, out there in the world because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what we're kind of doing. We're just trying to take the Air National Guard story and take the story of the 109th and bring it to the rest of the world. And you got to do that through the mediums, which mm -hmm. people are using out there. So you got to modernize and you have to, you have to adapt to the things that are changing. Um, personally, I'm going to continue to serve here, probably take more of a leadership role going forward. Um, and just keep doing what I do. I mean, I like telling stories and that's all I ever want to do. So <laughs> that's always the future. <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so, and I'm sure that the uh, the 109th uh, will be uh, glad to hear that you want to continue uh, your military service uh, because of what you uh, bring uh, to the organization. So, um, so thank you for wanting to stay. Once again, yeah, you know your purpose. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. So, what's number one? What's the number one item on your bucket list? Um, I mean, so this this question's funny because it's kind of it's really broad, but I just like to travel. I mean, I just want to see as much of the world as possible. Um, I think right now the number one place I'd like to get to is uh, Scotland. Um, but yeah, I just I just want to get to as many places as I can. That's kind of that's the bucket, really. You just want to see the world. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, have you visited any uh, any other countries? Uh, I have. Yeah. I've I've had the opportunity to go to a lot of places. I mean, mostly through uh, this unit. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty good at weaseling my way into things. So. <laughs> That's usually the, the main motivation is just getting to unique places, but I'm um, starting to kind of try and do it and on the outside as well. I've been to uh, um, the Netherlands and Europe, a uh, small country off the coast of Sicily called Malta, which is a strange, strange country. Mm -hmm. It's an island. The people look Greek. They're all extremely Catholic, but they all speak Arabic. It's wow. very, very cool place to go. Huh. Um, so yeah, I just like I like doing those things, and that's what I want to keep doing. All right, sounds good. Thanks for sharing. So anyone else that wants to join, uh, come on over, join the guard, and see the world. Yeah, <laughs> that's the selling point. Yes, right. <laughs> I mean, it's true. If you can, if you can figure it out, it's true. Yes, I agree. All right, time flies when we're having fun. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so we're we're close to the end. So, uh, any closing comments or closing thoughts, messages you would like to leave uh, with the listeners today? Uh, I wish I had some, but I I'm I'm not really one to talk about myself or <laughs> talk very much at all. And I think I've I've talked enough for everybody who <laughs> decides to listen. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to listen, man. I want I want more. I want to hear more. <laughs> but I appreciate. It. I mean, it's it's cool to to talk to you and get to participate in this but i was just talking to jackie and i feel like we got to do one where we interview you oh 
that's that's been bought up uh, quite often, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to yeah. that. I um, mean, I was going to ask you some questions on here, but I didn't want to throw you off your flow. You, have, <laughs> you got like a perfect program going. So, <laughs> hell, man, you can. You know, I mean, I, I won't say you can't throw me off my flow, um, but um, you know, that, that it's a possibility that you can. Um, uh, but yeah, I I welcome uh, the opportunity to have members sit across from me and actually ask me questions. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely uh, looking forward uh, to to that podcast, and uh, you know, let's make that a reality. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll start writing up the questions. All right, yep, sounds good. So um, you know, you got me this far. Yeah. Uh, you know, with your creativity. Um, so let let's keep that train going. And you know, I greatly appreciate that. So uh, you know, um, I always say I gain my strength. Uh, from the members, uh, from the nearly 6,000 members, you know, of the, the New York Air National Guard and bringing those ideas and those suggestions and keeping it fresh and keeping it new, um, you know, that gives me energy. Uh, that, that gives me motivation to, uh, to continue, uh, you know, to do what we do. So, mm-hmm. so thank you. Greatly appreciate that. Um, of course. Well, teamies, uh, that's it for episode 10. Uh, Jamie, um, I want to thank you uh, for the conversation today. Um, and your willingness to share your story and the sacrifices uh, you have made in defense of our nation. Uh, Much respect uh, to you, and um, we wish you great uh, future success. Thank you, Chief. I hope this quality meets the standard that has been set. Absolutely. (laughs) Teammates, another successful recording session is complete. As always, a shout-out to the 109th Airlift Wing Public Affairs Section, especially the person behind the scenes keeping us organized and on point, Mrs. Jackie Lines. Until the next JTL episode, I leave you with a quote from Maya Angelou, inspired by Jamie Spaulding. Creativity is endless and ceaseless. It lives everywhere, all the time. Keep creating, teammates, and always aim high. Chief out. <laughs>